1: Sam, listeners, Light Years Podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up the Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instinct Heart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Welcome to Light Years, the after show. Andy Liu, the Warriors are officially the 8th seed. We are recording this directly after their 113-101 win against the Memphis Grizzlies. We do not know who they will play. We suspect they'll be the Lakers, could be the Grizzlies, but man, that was a game. Uh, one of those games where it felt like the Warriors were toggling between the last five games that they played, where they look amazing, and then the early season Warriors, where they look awful. So it was perfect. I think it was a perfect uh, encapsulation of the entire season, Sam. It was per- from from them going up seventeen and then and then going down by a point with a couple of minutes left, and then just winning the game, going away. It was it was incredible. Best game yeah. of the year so far, and it felt like a playoff game to me because um, well. For a lot of reasons, one it was it had playoff implications, so essentially it's a playoff game. But uh, the way Kerr was coaching it, the way um, what's his name Taylor Jenkins on the like the rotations, getting Steph in there early, not you know waiting for things to kind of devolve because we're not chasing wins, felt like a playoff game to me. Um, we yep. will have a pod out late on Monday, maybe Tuesday morning, uh, previewing the actual matchup of who they play, but. For today, I just want to focus on number 30 a little bit to start it off. What a show, man. With the Baron tribute at the end, you know how Draymond said he doesn't like We Believe? Uh, I suspect Steph likes the We Believe comp. Steph's the dude who made them wear the We Believe jerseys to shut down Oracle. I think he's always had a little bit of reverence for kind of their style and the way they played. And I think that was a little, I thought it was a little uh, hat tip. To Baron yeah. Davis. <laughs> I, it took me a second to realize that was the tribute uh, to Baron Davis. At first I was like, I was like, why? You know, we didn't notice because he was so juiced. And then I was like, oh, huh, why is he doing that? And then, I, and then it hit me. I think with Steph, I think he doesn't care that, um, that people comparing him to we believe means that, you know, this team isn't as good to, like, isn't as good as a championship team, right? Because when you think of we believe, you think of him as just a one-round team. Um, I think people think t- more highly of Draymond and Steph, which I know Draymond does of himself he's like we're not a one-round playoff team but i think steph doesn't care about that he's he's just he just walks in there he's just like look we believe was awesome it was a great moment and then he did his own play right it's cultural relevance to him steph heard everyone talk about we believe when he was a rookie um they just they mean something to the community for him it's like more about just that in my opinion and He did his own version of the Baron Davis dunk. Baron Davis did his dunk and you know Steph's not doing that dunk. So he said, don't <laughs> yeah. know, what do Steph's- I Steph's not gonna finish over <laughs> Jonas Vantal <I> <laughs> So he did his uh, he did his own version. He just he took a step back from the free throw line extended, took another step back, and then took another and then just just put that thing in. It felt like it dropped from I don't know, he shot that thing from so far away and it went so high uh main in, and then it was just it was it was a capper I'm looking at the replay right now you can see the Grizzlies players you can see their heads drop and uh I mean we've seen that a million times right in the last five six seven years so uh, that was you good. know you know he saw John ja Morant's tweet and the kind of just the the trash talk John ja had yeah. said over the years and I think yeah. Steph likes it I think he prefers someone go at him like it gets him going Little bit. Like you know how Draymond gets off on that a little bit too? I think I think it's good for them. I think they like it when people challenge them. Uh and in Steph fashion, I think that's why I got 46 tonight. A little bit of a <laughs> slow start, played through it. 36 shots, man. This is this is what we wanted to see from Steph. This is what we missed all of last year. Just like let Steph be Steph and just go. Did you know 36 is his highest shots, uh shots per t- uh Attempted shots per uh, game in his career. I had no idea. I guess it kind of makes sense because he's just never. He's always had. He'll rather defer to someone. Like if Clay's hot, he'll give it to him in a playoff setting. And like I think even if Clay was in this game, he wouldn't shoot 36. But my God, I didn't know 36 was the highest he's ever shot. Um, but this was kind of a perfect situation where the team they're up by 17, but when they went back down, he came in. And he shot like 10 times in the last. uh What did he come in with? nine ten 10 minutes, nine minutes, 10 minutes to go. So it was it was really perfect. Uh, I, I wanna I want to talk about that fourth quarter a little bit because um they nearly choked it away and for a period there it felt like everyone else on the roster got really tight didn't want to take a Ooh. shot they go like three four possessions not three four possessions like three four minutes where um you know pool is overpassing Wiggins is overpassing Draymond loves to overpass uh, and, uh, you know, they're turning it over and the Grizz got back into the game. And I feel like the, the biggest part of that game was, uh, Draymond just head down to the rim, gets two points, following possession, Jordan Poole lets it rip, hits a three, and then Wiggins with the putback dunk, that changed the flow of the game. They foul out Dylan Brooks, and then Steph goes nuts on top of that, that cha- that was I don't want to say they grew up before our eyes, but I thought that was big for Poole and Wiggins specifically. Like we know Steph and Draymond will be there in those moments. Poole and Wiggins haven't been there in those moments. Like they just haven't been in that situation. It was – I thought that was huge. I think that's going to matter. Oh, I love this. I love this. Yeah, I love that take. Uh, not even a take, the observation. I think you're 100% right. Jordan – okay, so I want to talk about these two players. Uh, I'll start with Andrew Wiggins first. Um, he missed a pick and roll. It wasn't really his fault. Draymond stepped up to guard uh, John Morant. John Morant passes to Jonas, who's cutting down and gets an easy dunk. And Draymond, as far as I can see, kind of rips into him. Right? He's like, Where are you? Not that Wiggins would have blocked the shot, but maybe he gets there quicker. He gets a steal. And two possessions later, Wiggins shows up and gets that um rebound dunk, right? Rebound put back, and it puts the Warriors up three, like you just said, which I thought was amazing. Because uh, Wiggins, we always talk about. You know, he could be kind of lackadaisical out there, not really in there. But he heard Draymond, and he, and and from there, he he looked great at that dunk. So I thought that was cool. Um, growing up, like you said, he's still pretty young. Jordan Poole, though. <laughs> Jordan my Poole. guy. Oh,
2: my uh, guy. Oh.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I want to. Are you kidding? Yeah, we could do like five minutes on Jordan Poole right now. That's incredible. Let, let let me say one thing on Wiggins. You know what I loved about Wiggins' game today? Ten rebounds, twenty-one points. He made a lot of those um, dirty work plays using his athleticism, which has always been the complaint about Wiggins. It's like, dude, you're the most athletic guy on the floor. How are you only getting two rebounds in a game, right? You're the most athletic guy on the floor. How are you not defending? How are you not like grabbing loose balls, stuff like that? And today you saw the – Wiggins is, is, I guess, one of those guys who just needed to be in the right environment to bring it out of him. Uh, because from what I saw today, I mean, I don't think you're going to have any issues with him in the playoffs. He he may struggle with his handle just because it's, it is what it is, right? Like, uh, he's not turning into Kevin Durant with the ball handling by next week. Like, sorry, guys, probably never either, by the way. Um, but, like, just use the tools you have. He can be a pretty impactful player. I liked what I saw. Yeah, defensively, a uh, few great plays that he had. Uh, that block against slow-mo was <laughs> hilarious uh I, I couldn't stop laughing that's the one i remember because he's literally slow-mo is so slow that he has a wide open layup but he so that wiggins catches up and swats it. it was actually a pretty big part of the game too but he's been steady defensively um but I, yeah the fun the fun stuff here is uh is is jordan Poole. he's he's the one guy where if you because teams are team. Memphis doubled Steph behind the half court line today, um, which
2: we. I mean, before, he had, but he had
1: five eyes funny. on him. He had five <laughs> eyes on him all the time. That's kind of <laughs> always been something. I, it's, it's been funny to me. People are like, "Oh, in the playoffs, they're going to come up with more defenses and five guys on him." So I was like, "They've been doing that in the regular season all year." <laughs> so it's just like it's just quite frankly, it'll be better players. It'll be Anthony Davis and LeBron. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, like it, it, yeah. that's the difference. It's not like the scheme is different. It's just better players doing it. Um, we'll, uh, we'll talk that tomorrow. Yeah, we'll, someone, no, goes, no, someone no. goes. Someone goes. Five eyes. Grizzlies had five cyclopses. Fair point. Holding accountable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Holding us accountable. Yeah, yeah you eye. know. You know what I'm saying. By the way, very appropriate name. Hey. You, you, you fact check us the rest of the way through. I'll read it out when I see it. Um, uh, you know what I love about Jordan Poole when, when he, when the Warriors drafted him, I didn't know too much about him other than the big shot he hit in the tournament. He kind of had the reputation for being a guy who wasn't afraid to take the big shot. Also not afraid to take any shot. You know, he's kind of that kind of guy, a little wild with that stuff, um, The Warriors need that more than anything, particularly without Klay Thompson, right? They just need someone who just says F it and trusts their skill and lets it fly. Um, He is skilled. He's more skilled off the bounce than I ever thought he he would be. Uh, He can obviously shoot the ball. And I don't know. Does Jordan Poole strike you as a guy who's going to get, like, afraid of the Lakers if they have to play the Lakers? Do you think he's going to be afraid? of the Utah Jazz, if they end up playing the Jazz, I was like, no, if he gets, if he gets um, taken out of a game, it's just going to be because, you know, AD is a defensive player of the year type of player. It won't be because he like got shook by the moment. I think that playing with Steph <laughs> is, is you know, how, when they say James Wiseman, oh, you know, if he gets, if he gets some time with Kevin Garnett, it's going to help. If he gets some time with Setter, it's going to help. It's like, yeah, but i you know, like a couple of weeks with KG, like what's that really going to do? I'm sure it's helpful, but it's not really going to do that much. But Jordan maybe, maybe Poole, we'll get some, maybe we'll get some wild quotes out of Wiseman if he spends yeah, two weeks with KG. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, but we watched Jordan Poole play a season with Steph Curry, and this game, I'm watching him do the relocation. Uh, I'm watching him do the step back threes. I'm watching. He had a a really amazing pocket pass in the first half, in the second quarter there. Like some of these plays that I'm watching, I'm just like. I mean, I mean, he's the same shade as Steph, but goddamn, he's also playing similar to Steph, too, uh, in some of these minutes. And it's incredible to watch. Uh, what was Steph doing at 21 years old? Was he still playing at Davidson or like a rookie or something like that? Right? Like it's, it's, he's so young, and some of the plays that he's making, uh, it, it, you can just tell he's learning from Steph. exists. Like it, it it's, and it's I wanna incredible. Give, and I want to give Kerr a little credit here for relaxing <laughs> with Jordan Poole. It's not a secret. He's been tough on Jordan Poole. Uh, Poole also everyone around the team knows Poole was just maniacal during the pandemic. Just like the one leading open runs for like nine months. Like it's been written about, it's not a secret. Uh, but I, I think Kerr's always had a, I mean, he doesn't like guys who want to dance on the ball. Let's be real. Like that's not Kerr's yeah, thing. How and you like, thought about Steph jo- a little bit. Yeah. And, and Jordan pools. I mean, that step back is basically the harden move. We know how we know how Steve feels about that and I feel like, you know, he 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 gave Jordan Poole kind of a uh a short leash for a large part of the season and halfway through the season, you know, whatever happened, maybe uh you know, he chilled out or he saw something different or whatever. He he's just given Jordan Poole a little more rope and for for creative players like Jordan Poole, like you kind of have to, and you have to live yes. with the fact that they're going to take a couple do- a couple shots you don't like. You'd rather give them a little too much rope and have to tighten it mid-game than the opposite where you're like – where they're in their own head and they're afraid to like, do anything like, or make a mistake. Like the other, like the other 20-year-old on the team. Um, I, I think that's – yeah, Bob Myers did us a solid and, and got rid of Wanamaker, so they had no choice but to play Jordan and pull. So good for Bob. Uh, good for Kirk and yeah, the it's like, Office. It's like Billy Bean trading the starting first baseman so that uh Art Howe had to play Scott Hatterberg, who he wanted no at first choice. base. Shout out <laughs> shout out Moneyball. Um, but yeah. I thought so I, I also want one more thing about Jordan Poole that I that I really enjoy is that he's also running around uh the same way that Steph does. Right. Uh, which no other player in the league does as much as Steph which is another thing by the way Steph, Steph today ran around so much that the Memphis guys look li- Memphis guys aren't old they're like the, they're the, one of the youngest teams in the league they are they are a young team that's gonna be really good in, in a couple of seasons and they look shout, tired shout out our 33 uh, years old insane D- Dylan Brooks fouling I mean Dylan Brooks had about 12 fouls when he finally got he's called for a sixth one um yeah, no incredible. I'm a huge fan I would love yeah, yeah. like He's a he's a better version of Baysmore, is what he is. Yeah. Uh, same same type of thing where it's like every team needs a guy like that, and uh, he is, um, you know, he did make life hard on Steph. He was getting away with some holding and some stuff, but like that's the job. There's no other way to guard Steph than playing like, kind of within within the margins. Like Chris Ball does it too. Like you, if you play Steph straight up, you're gonna get cooked. The only way to do it is like try to bump him and hope the ref doesn't see most of it. Um, and I I thought he did a good job, but like beyond like eventually the fouls, I thought he, I thought he looked dead tired at the end too. I think that was part of it also. He looked, he, I don't think he's I mean, it's different than guarding James Harden. Harden's phenomenal, but Harden isn't making you run 10 to 15 miles a game the way Steph does. I think Dylan Brooks, who's generally a really good defender, just like hit a bit of a wall there. Yeah, you got to get used to that. That's why I'm excited for Friday and look a little bit ahead if it is a must-win game against Memphis. That'll be interesting to see how that's going to go cuz they've now seen Steph one time. I don't know, it's probably going to be better for And them. they saw they and they saw each, and count each count other and they, they all did kind of like playoff stuff both. Like they played they in a seri- did. they did they, they did. played in a serious yeah. game. This wasn't a um February 3rd like, you know, who cares who wins. <laughs> 46 in a must-win game. Also, the other I kind of just can't get over Steph's performance. And here's the thing: he didn't even shoot that great tonight, right? Like you look at his shooting numbers, he was horrible in the first half, and it was the second half where he kind of got his wind under him. Maybe he's one of those guys where sometimes I feel like, hey, he got like four days off. I don't know if that's good for him. He probably only needs two days off. He didn't need all those days off because he comes out here, he looks like he's out of rhythm. But um, he's good now. It looks like the the playing game is going to be on Wednesday, so it's going to be perfect um for Steph but he when he got in rhythm I mean just one of those games where as Draymond says and Dray- this is why I'm I'm with Draymond of the not we believe stuff you got Steph Curry he's 15,000 times better than what we believe had ever had but hey you gotta love the tribute though that was still amazing yeah definitely and uh, let's talk about Draymond and then open this yeah. to questions yep. um Draymond set the tone early and set the tone late I feel like okay one he got uh eight points in the first quarter, so we sh- the game was already over. Then he hit his eight. Game over. We all know the rule: Draymond scores eight, they win. <laughs> but beyond that, you know, in the beginning of the game, it was tenuous. They, uh, the Grizzlies' size was overwhelming the Warriors. They hadn't gone small yet. They needed Draymond to. They needed someone to step up and get the scoring going, and Draymond did it. And then um, at the end of the game, like the, the the stretch I mentioned, Draymond got the key bucket that kind of like got the Warriors to loosen up a little bit. And then obviously on the defensive end, I mean, again, I don't know if he's 2000, he's not 2016 Draymond, but like he might be 90% of that guy right now. The athleticism looks about 90% of the The way there. And um, the IQ is obviously 101% of the way. In fact, it's beyond it because 2016 Draymond, well, we don't need to go through the things he did to get us all suspended. <laughs> but yeah, but the IQ, the IQ is, the IQ is there. And um,
3: he,
1: you know, I think physically he's a lot closer to being the prime version of Draymond than I thought was possible, which is the most encouraging sign. Because our concerns with Draymond were never that, like, he didn't understand how to play basketball. Let me, uh, let me read you a quote. Draymond after the game, I'm a fucking dog. <laughs> People have been going at me for years with centers. They've been going at Loon for years. That shit ain't work yet. Uh, he said, we dogs, but we keep trying. See, if I said it in Draymond's voice, it'd be a lot cooler. But uh, I thought that was a pretty funny quote. Uh, it was funny at the beginning of the game when Jonas was going off and, and Jaren Jackson shooting threes, and then you got Fitz talking about Jaren Jackson should go to the hole and start shooting as many threes, classic stuff. Uh, I thought it was also funny because you know what's the best way to go up against uh, uh, big teams that are going big? Just play Draymond at the freaking five. Like just play him at the five. He can handle Jonas better than any big hand in the NBA outside of like. Also, like Yo- Jonas Bears, can't AD. Jonas can't keep oh. up with the speed the Warriors play out when Draymond's at five. I think a friend of the show felt is probably the most consistent about in saying yeah. it. But it's like when the Warriors run, they create havoc on both sides of the ball and. And basically the only center not, who can hang at that speed is like Anthony Davis. Who's not really even a center also like, but like someone like Jonas, like he can't, he can't play up and down like that. And he's not, he's not backing him down scoring 30. Like that's just, that's not happening. No center has ever. Right. Done that against We've never seen that in the existence of the NBA. Shaq. Okay. Like that's the only guy that I would say, yeah, he's going to back Draymond down and drop 30 on him. But we've never seen anybody do that. So,
0: You need indeed. There's
1: no point uh, putting a big in there. Like Looney's great, but if I had to go win it, just put him at the five. Draymond the five, put JT at the four. Hopefully JT is healthy after that ankle tweak, and, and just go and run these guys off the floor. And you see how tired Memphis was. So yeah, I'm with you. Draymond at the five. I think you tweeted this. These, that lineup's been unstoppable for seven years. You might as well just keep going to it. There's no reason to to think about matching bigs against bigs. Like Draymond has no issues guarding Jonas, in my opinion. Yeah, and honestly, like they 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 had the Looney Draymond lineup in there for a while, where I was just like, "You're just playing into Jonas's hands a little bit here. You're making him more playable. I don't know why you would do that. Like do the Nelly ball thing and mix it up. But you know what? It doesn't really matter. They they pulled it out. Um, just something to monitor going forward. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded the best golfers, sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash light years now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LightYears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LightYears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get roman.com slash light years. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Let's get to some questions.
4: Maxwell, what's up, man? What you got for us? Uh, first things first, uh, Steph is, a, uh, I, I think um, it's universally considered that Steph's the best player in the league right now. And, uh, for the longest time, people have said AI is the best pound-for-pound player ever. I think Steph deserves that title now. I mean, I don't know why AI was considered that in the first place, but I think Steph, without a doubt, deserves that title now. Um, and I-, I have two questions. Uh, first, can you make the case that the Delo trade is the best trade ever? Because we got Wiggs, who's been extremely valuable for us this year, way more valuable than Delo could have been. Two, we got a very valuable pick. And three, we have a player who might end up being better than D'Lo, Jordan Poole. Uh, so uh, I think you can make a good case that that's the best trade in Warriors history. And two, do you guys think that we have a quote-unquote death lineup? Or do you think uh, our best lineup is matchup dependent?
1: Great question, um, Maxwell. Um, I don't know if it's the greatest trade in NBA history, but it's clearly a win for the Warriors. I You know... Greatest trade in NBA history might be the Warriors trading the picks that turned into McHale and Parrish to the Celtics. Stop, when the stop, we're not, sucks. We're, not, Joe we're not. Yeah, we yeah. But yes, we're not doing Boston. But we're yeah, that's a, that's a different. That's a different Sam podcast. Simmons, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh man 1947 warriors stop. stop it um i don't i don't know if this is no it's not a matchup dependent closing lineup also like what is the closing lineup i don't know sometimes sometimes it's poor sometimes it's it's loony something I, I i would probably go poor right like wouldn't you agree with me you would go poor stuff i uh, you no need that you uh, need the you need the offensive player like it, it's you do. i you I, I know pools i know pools defense um isn't ideal for closing but like someone other than Steph has to be able to create a shot and um, and like those are your five that's your five I'm with you yeah I mean maybe you can maybe you can mix it a little bit but yeah and I think JTA didn't close tonight because uh, he tweaked his ankle um hopefully that's nothing big but um you know that's what was going on there so let's keep moving another thing about the trade I think the Warriors could have gotten to the first but right, Mike
2: what up Mike what's up man (laughs) Boy, these guys know how to create some drama, don't they? <laughs> yeah, for sure. the fourth quarter is like, oh boy, here we go again. Um, but they they fought through it, and I think that's a testament to these guys because they 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 fought through a lot over the last few weeks. And six and zero on the homestand is not bad at all. Um, I I got some crow to eat, man, because I I called in a couple of weeks ago, and I was just like. You know the world is over with. These guys aren't gonna do anything anymore. And I just didn't think they had the team. But um, I just gotta. I just have to admit. I, I'm. I'm gonna eat my crow right now. Get some salt and pepper and some barbecue sauce and enjoy it. So let's let's try <laughs> to get. Let's try to well, win. I, I want to play the Lakers. Let's. Uh, we're going for it. Let's. Thank you. Let's let's do it. For, thank for, you. Forget well, Portland. Let's do it. You know, you know,
1: the beauty of it is Mike. Great call. Appreciate it. Um, Mm -hmm. Lakers are the Lakers are the sexier matchup for all the obvious reasons. Uh, But step first game would still be like we've seen that, but I'd still enjoy that. You know, like I I'm going to be happy anyway. Adam Silver. Yeah. Adam Silver. Happy regardless. By the way, what a week for Adam Silver in the NBA. Amazing. Every game today matters, Sam. Good stuff with the NBA. They, they've made the last couple of weeks of the NBA season matter again. I'm very happy because I love, I love basketball. It's my favorite sport. So good for the league. Uh, yeah, I'd rather see the, the Lakers. Um, we've seen the Portland stuff before, but we've never seen, uh, Steph playing this way, right? With this high usage against Dame, right? I, I think that'll be a fun game where you just see both guys shoot 36 times a game. <laughs> uh, so that, Steph, that'll, that'll Steph and, uh, fun. Steph and, um, baby CJ, Jordan Poole versus Damon <laughs> CJ. I mean he does have some CJ McCollum to his game. Let's not let's not uh you know neither are really point guards but they can handle and create some so whatever. Um let's keep moving. Omar.
5: Hey thanks for Omar. having me guys. What's up? Can you hear me? I don't hey. know how Jordan Poole's rocking those short shorts with that big ass pair he's rocking every fucking game. Like this Like you guys have given him love, but you know, there's a three play sequence in the fourth quarter that just impressed the hell out of me. The first one where he gives up an open three, and you're thinking, is the stage too big? And then he makes the open three like absolutely crucial, and then he picks up his rebound off the you know, clanked three, and that's basically the game. And you know, it feels really good to be wrong, so wrong about someone, and just have a you know, a reason to be optimistic. And I'm, yeah, I'm kind of riding off some good vibes right now. And like everything from here, um, provided we, you know, win one of the next two games is just house money. And it's, you know, it's nice just, you know, feeling optimistic and um, like, let's, you know, I, I want to face the Lakers. I want to face, you know, Chris Paul, not the Utah Jazz who I have absolutely zero belief in. And let's, you know, let's just put some fear into some people. Like that's, that's what I want for the rest of the season. And we can, we can talk about, you know, next year later.
1: Omar, great call. Agree with you. I feel like a lot of us feel that way. Like mid season, it was just so frustrating. It was hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um felt like there were just mistakes all over the place. And you know, what a time to what a time to actually start figuring it out, right? All right, let's keep moving. Hey Ush, what is up, man? Hello. Hey, how's it going? What you got All for right. Me?
3: Yeah. Uh I just—I was saying—I I heard your podcast this morning with Ethan, and so I'm in the UK, and I had like two options today to watch the game, either ESPN or NBC, and like it's like Fitz is like a drug, so I just couldn't give up. <laughs> and I, I had to. <laughs> like, I, I mean, even though the other broadcast has had Dorisburg, but I just couldn't like give up on Fitz and I had to like watch the game on with Fitz on. And like,
1: hey, you got it. I thought he was good today. So you got to go with the devil you know. Sometimes,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I thought Fitz was um, the first quarter was peak Fitz when he was um, just setting up the conspiracy theory that the refs were not giving the Warriors any calls. Like peak, and the Grizzlies were hitting shots. Like oh, they never hit these shots. It was just peak Fitz
3: in the first quarter. Yes, <laughs> true. That's true, but I think it's just, like, uh, the thing is, now that I've, like, heard you guys talk so much about Fitz, it's like, I can't watch a game with Fitz without thinking about this stuff. Some I'm kind of focusing <laughs> on, it, on that as well. Oh, Fitz said that. That was right. This is what you were saying as well. So it's kind of like that now.
1: <laughs> I, I usually appreciate you calling it. this is a anytime we can, Yeah, anytime we, can, uh, anytime we can just unite the fan base. It's good. All right, let's
2: keep moving.
6: Yo, John, what's up, man? What up, guys? What a win! This is great. Pool. This is another, you know, quiver in the hat for pool on his development. I mean, we even saw it in the fourth. He kind of passed up one, 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 three at a key moment. He starts to get a little nervous. We come right back. He does a relocation three to the, in the corner, nails it. His confidence up. He hits a couple more tremendous for his development super stoked about that and you watch the game and you know you could see memphis sulking as soon as brooks went out they could sulk their way out and not even play again in the night you know right like they they could lose to the spurs i'm not even really worried about seeing them again and frankly i don't know worried about seeing them again because i think we can beat the freaking trailblazers i I don't think the blazers are going to win the game tonight you know and and we're going to go and smack them and beat them down we'll be in the 2-7 game we'll play phoenix phoenix likes to go small our small lineup is the better of our lineups and we'll beat phoenix too so i think i think we got a lot of positive things to go here but uh you know the, the real question is um hey you know what are you guys drinking today how are we celebrating
1: <laughs> how should we celebrate? what should we be drinking john i don't man. know What's, you know nothing, nothing top
6: shelf because it's just playing but you know <laughs> something that's got a good zipper.
1: I'm gonna ask Sam because you. you yeah, we'll take me. It. I'm going John.
4: Drinking some. Yeah, John, I'll, I'll be taking
1: vodka. recommendations. You can also tweet at us. What is the appropriate drink to have post game? Because we, yeah, you don't want to go. You're not going top shelf over getting the eight seed. That's just a little. it's a little too much. <laughs> but like but this before. game does. But this game deserves more than just like a Bud- Budweiser. Yeah, you yeah, but we'll a, little, go a little better Mule, than that.
6: Tell Mule, you know, something kind of classic. It does sound good. Wass Mio does Margarita sounds good too. Yeah, yeah margarita you know. would be great. You know, just a little buzz. Happy we made it, and then move on. I'm with you. I'm with you. Some with some with some
1: tequila, I think, would be good. That that'll be good. John, truly, appreciate the call. Truly iced tea. Sam doesn't know this, and he'll never know this because he he's too much of a he's too much of a beer person to drink truly iced teas. So but I'm telling you guys, truly iced teas best alcohol that's out there right now. Is that Maybe. is that the move? It's a seltzer. I don't think you're a seltzer guy, Sam. And it's like I'm sweet. not. I'm not. Yeah. It's, so. yeah, I, I'm j I'm generally not into sweets in general. I'm more of a savory type of guy. Anyway. Um is that a Squirtle? Jasper, what's going on, man? Oh, that's a bulbasaur.
6: Hey, can you guys hear me?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can hear so you. What's
6: up, man? Perfect. So first just wanna say I'm calling in from Ireland. So this is the first time I'm able to uh actually get in on the fun live having a blast. Um I got kind of a two-parter here. One is everyone's saying the Lakers is kind of who they want for the play-in. I'm gonna stir the pot a little bit and say I'd like to get the Blazers, and we can finally settle the Dame versus Steph thing that's been going on for a year plus.
1: Whoa, and Jasper, the, uh... that's that's been settled. <laughs> we're we're not opening a fake debate here. That's like uh, yeah, that's we're still going like uh... to listen
6: to it though. <laughs> the yeah, second we're... thing is looking looking into the future a little bit. What do you guys think about? A kind of pool wiseman coming off the bench as like the new kind of Lou Will Montres Harold going in next year. We only saw a little bit of it before he got hurt, but seeing Pool come alive. Kind of wonder what you guys think about that. I like
1: that. I like that. I like that too. Um, I feel like Pool long-term is gonna be better than a six-man, but like for the Warriors perspective, going into next year, just be the, win sixth man of the year. Be be one of the best six men and then like. Force the Warriors to make a decision about like having to start you because you're too good, you know. Yeah. Like they, they could, we can have worse problems than oh man, the Warriors have too many good players. Like two months ago, or like the Warriors don't have enough players. Period. So, and I still kind of feel like they don't have enough players to actually matter. But it's good yeah. to see Pool come alive. Uh, quick I'm, Wiseman stuff, quick Wiseman stuff, Sam, because we, we we talked about this a little bit. Uh, Jaren Jackson Jr. was 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 fun tonight. A lot of blocks, a couple steals. Uh, some some big threes, some nice finishes at the rim, and uh, I don't uh, know how th- that th- I don't know how that three goes like, in, but it goes it. in. It goes in consistently nice. too. Yeah, it. It goes in a lot. So coming into the season, I was like, yeah, I wish Wiseman was like that guy. Now Wiseman's not shooting 38, 39, 40 percent from three, but. You know, he has a nice shot. I would really like Wiseman to be you know Jaron Jackson Jr. moving
2: forward, which is a lot
1: better ceiling than Montres which Montreshero is very fun. Very good, but it's but funny because is, I is because I good. um I tweeted during the game how long will it take Wiseman to get to um you know, the level of play that Jaron Jackson Jr. is showing. Because I thought Jaron Jackson more than anything was excellent on defense. Very good. Like there's not a lot of bigs. Yeah who can pick Steph's pocket or hang with him. Like really there's like three in the league and he, he might be there. Like he does about as good a job as a, as a real big can do. And it was funny when I said that it's like 50% of the people are like, Wiseman's going to be that good next year. And then the other fifty percent is like never, never happening. So yeah, never, never, never. It's is funny, man. One. It's yeah. funny, man. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe somewhere in the middle, next year seems a little optimistic, <laughs> but never seems kind of a little too pessimistic, guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> dramatic. It's dramatic. I, I said end of next. I think they got the same trajectory almost, kind of. Right? Both got meniscus injuries, so we'll see. Hopefully, Wiseman gets healthy.
2: But
1: uh, yeah, hopefully he doesn't have the the complications Jaron Jackson Jr. had with the meniscus. But like judging by tonight, he looks fine. So. Even if he did have a setback, it doesn't look like it has done anything to like hamper him uh, physically in any way, which is what truly matters. Let's get going. Mike Mikas. Mike, what's up, man? Can you guys hear me? Oh, there we go. We can hear you. What's up, man?
4: Oh, beautiful.
1: Uh, It was a beautiful win today. The Warriors won me a lot of money, so I'm back, made up from the Toronto Raptors blowout in the Dallas Mavericks. We're doing great. (laughs) Uh, I'm very excited. I knew it. I I actually put in the Discord before the game, I said, we're gonna be up five at halftime. We're gonna get a big Memphis is gonna make a push and we're still gonna win. Called my shot. I was correct, so just so you guys know, you're looking for predictions for the playoffs. I'm gonna have to going. I'm gonna have to double check that in the Discord and um and I screenshot I screen <laughs> I, scre- I did screenshot and tweet it actually. I literally it's already been tweeted out, so you're good. Give um, us your predictions nice. then, Mike. Give, give us yeah, give okay. us your, your well, predictions. Actually, I, give um, us some good stuff. Okay, predictions. We are going to be beating the Lakers uh for the play in. I know, hot take. Well, we're well, gonna it. win by three. Love. It's gonna be it's going to be crazy. And then we're going to beat Phoenix and we're going to lose possibly in the second round. I don't know who we're going to be playing,
4: but I, I see a second round uh, demise. If we can lose to the Lakers, we're going to the Western Conference Finals. That's my hot take. But um, anyway, to, to talk about the game, uh,
1: I have been truly uh, remarkably impressed by both the play of Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole over the last you know 20 games since Wiseman went down, but especially the last like six, seven games. Who is it more important to keep their play up for the playoffs and moving forward? Is it more important to get the Andrew Wiggins we've been seeing of late, or the Jordan Poole that we've seen of late? Who is more vital to our success to win games moving forward? Ooh, that is a, that's Ooh. a great question, Mikas. I actually think you you probably need both. Uh, it's not no, like no, this team. No, no, Sam, you can't stop, Sam. You gotta. Oh, am I, hedging, am I hedging? Am I hedging too hard? Am I hedging yeah, yeah, too hard? I'm not letting you off the hook. You pick one. You gotta pick one. Who 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 do you think is most important? More important. You gotta pick one guy. Wiggins uh do he's gonna do. he's gonna he's gonna be asked to, I guess he's gonna be asked to like check Donovan Mitchell if they play Utah or Devin Booker if they play Phoenix yep. he's gonna get that assignment um yep and he, yeah if he's not there it's it's Baysmore hacking away and, you know that's that's not. <laughs> well at end of day it's like you have you still have Steph Curry so the the delta between uh uh, what you can or can't have with, on the wing with Wiggins is, is pretty bad, right? But, like, you always still have Steph there. So you can kind of live without Poole. But, again, I think that's – but I think more fun, like the guy that, that I'm more interested in seeing develop through the next few years is – I think everybody agrees with this – is Jordan Poole, right? Because we don't know. Maybe he ends up being C.J. McCollum. And, and, uh, or maybe he's just kind of who he is today. But I think that that's the fun part. But, yeah, more valuable. Andrew Wiggins' defense is pretty underrated um, when you're talking about uh, this team uh this. Absolutely. Oh, got a special guest, host of uh Burners in Basketball and Basketball on the Blue Iron Network, and Grizzlies blogger Molly Morrison. Molly, what's going on?
7: Wait, hello. Oh, there we
1: go. Hey. Can you, yeah, can you Am hear I us? Am I a
7: speaker right now?
1: You are. You requested to speak. How did that so happen? Going-
7: I requested this.
2: <laughs> yes.
7: Okay. I didn't know that. Hi. Um, I've been like listening to this while it's very, I love it. I've never listened to these, but I've been listening to it in the background while I clean my room. Um, great win guys (laughs) was okay. Let me think of a good question. Well,
1: as a Grizzlies fan, how did you feel? How did you feel about that? Let let me ask you this as a, as a Grizzlies fan, did you think the whistle Whistle. was reasonable or unfair or just kind of normal?
7: For Dylan, yeah. Oh, you mean overall?
1: Yeah, I mean overall on the game because, like, anytime you get a game that tight where there's a lot of foul calls, someone online is going to be conspiratorial in one direction or another. So I'm just, I'm just gauging since obviously the Grizzlies didn't win. How did you feel?
7: Um, honestly, I felt like it wasn't great for us in the first half. I didn't notice it to be as bad in the second half, like. That one instance where um, there was some foul called and two Warriors players swung their hand in a motion where like that is an automatic net technical and they didn't call it. I don't know. I didn't I didn't like the Dylan call. A lot of the calls that were bad just felt like things you don't call in the last game of the season rather than just like ridiculous. There were maybe two calls that I felt were just completely absurd. Did y'all feel like
1: the, the Draymond flop was pretty funny? <laughs> Draymond, oh my god. The Draymond flop was pretty uh pretty classic when I think they they Draymond kind of knew like, hey, he has five. He sees Dylan running at uh running at Steph, and he said, oh, well, I'm just gonna stand here in the way and get the call. That is playoff Draymond. I think that was an instant classic right there.
7: No, the thing about Draymond is that everything he does, it's so annoying, but it's so smart. Like the positions he puts himself in, he just knows what he's doing and He's I don't like
1: epi- him at all. But. He's the epitome of a player you will you absolutely love if he's on your team and hate if he's on the other team. I actually think that's probably true of Dylan Brooks also. Like yeah. if he's on your team you love him. If he's on the other team you think he's irritating.
7: I don't know, man. A lot of people in the Grizzlies are anti Dylan Brooks and it blows my mind, wow. a lot of Grizzlies fans. If he's my favorite, it blows my mind.
1: You know, like his shooting, his shot selection, because he's got some wild shots. He
7: he's does. Like, he's the
1: Kent Bazemore.
7: Maybe he's the Kent. Great ba- Warriors fans don't really like Kent
1: baseball. That kind of works out. The comp kind of works. I don't know.
7: I I see him as like a maybe a slightly very much less iconic Tony Allen in the way that you just have to accept his flaws offensively for all of his good. I
1: like that. I like that. He's a little bit of a better shooter than Tony Allen, but but not quite a shooter. <laughs> Somebody either. said he's 20 percent from the field. I do now. I see the Tony Allen. Now I see it. No, that was that was good. Jaw Moran. Y'all, I saw the. Yeah,
7: I saw the worst take on Twitter. Sorry, I'll i let this podcast resume. <laughs> I saw the worst take on Twitter after our loss. Someone said Jaw is like Tony Allen with worse offense. <laughs>
1: It's a, little, it's a little aggressive. Is I mean, that Tommy Dunn? The, the thing I like about Yeah. By the way, Molly, we appreciate you coming on. But the thing I really like about these locker rooms is I don't have to subject myself to the ridiculous takes on the timeline. Like, I pulled up my phone a second ago. Well, I looked at it a second ago, and it's already like conspiratorial that, about the refs. And I'm like, all right, putting this away. I, uh, anyway. I one, one more thing <laughs> the Warriors did leave jaw open to hey. shoot like it was Tony Allen. That was pretty funny. Hey, Dylan
3: you
1: were going oh no oh dylan hey dylan come back uh apologies for that one there we go perfect hey sorry about that dylan oh yeah no no problem
2: um yeah no man i'm i'm just super hyped what a game 46 points from steph um i had a couple quick questions the first is it looks like Steph's going to end up averaging just under thirteen attempts a game. I know you guys had talked about this kind of early in the season about you know what what was that going to look like this year with you know Clay out and you know no other good shooters on the team. But you know how many attempts per game do you think is ideal for Steph next year? Obviously with you know Clay back taking hopefully at least twenty minutes a game. I mean, my
1: honest. By the way, Dylan, great question. There is no number of shot attempts that is too much for Steph Curry. Everything is in context of like how many shots can you get him while keeping everyone else in rhythm? I think that's really all it is. Great point. If if Steph can, if you can, if you can have every possession ended a Steph Curry shot, you're probably going to win. But usually that leads to bad basketball and other guys. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. By the way, Jeremiah really quick in the comments, they asked why we're not doing spaces. Sam and I, uh, we do locker room because they also record as a podcast. Uh, We like to provide content, both to the people that are here. And then that are also listening to and download the, uh, and subscribe to the, billions, podcast, which, the billions of like your subscribers, which we should do an ad really quick. You know, if you guys, if you guys don't subscribe, you should. So i uh, raid five stars, but that, that's why we do it here. Um, um, so let's move on. What, what were you saying? Have you made a group? Oh, right. what the amount of shots that stuff taken. Yeah. I'm with you 36 today, most ever. Um, but you don't want to do the James Harden or the Russell Westbrook, right? The guys, they have the boss so much, you know, 15 assists a game. 20, 28 shots, 29 shots a game, every game. Then you got guys that just like Andrew Wiggins would be out of rhythm. You had no idea what he'd be doing out there. Like he probably couldn't make those threes that he, that he, that's he's making right now. Same with pool, same with JTA. Um, and so I think he also makes guys, you can't play that style with Draymond. Draymond is not a stand in the corner, uh, type of guy. So he's good when he's playing with Steph, playing off Steph. So I thought that was a great point. Absolutely. All right. Mr. Not Chasing oh, wins. Beautiful. Well. You're gonna to have to change your name because the words are chasing wins now. But what?
6: Can
1: <laughs> you guys hear me? Yeah, we can yeah, you're hear
6: good. you. You're good. Okay. Um, so like the last like what two minutes of the game, where Steph hit like three consecutive threes, um, really reminded me of Game Four in 2016 against Portland. It was just all time stuff. Yeah, I just, just want. You say mean that. when
1: Steph had 18 in the fourth quarter, his "I'm here, I'm back" game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I mean, it's unreal threes. Look, I'm not trading anything that happened during the KD era, but we did kind of not get to see Steph in this type of role for three years there. So I'm not going to be upset that we get to watch this show because I don't know how many more years we're going to get of it. And it's, there's not a better show in sports. Sorry. Anyone who says that, like, you know, it's like, I love watching Pat Mahomes. I love watching like, Otani or Tati's play baseball. You know, we can go down the list. Messi Ronaldo it doesn't matter. None of them are. <sighs> I mean, I can't top that comment, Sam. Uh, one thing on Steve Kerr, real quick, because uh, he, he said not chasing wins. Um, Steve Kerr brought Steph back in with 10 minutes. Also, an uh, amazing challenge down with about, I think, three and a half left in the game uh, with John Rant. I know the, the Memphis ended up winning the tip and they missed the three, but I thought it was a great challenge. He saved it. Um, and it was in the part of the game where the Warriors were up six, I believe, and there was a momentum shifter. So, I thought that was great. Um, Steve Kerr, chasing wins. Good stuff. Just, you know, might give him a, a D for the first half of the season <laughs> and maybe maybe an A- minus for I the agree. second half. I mean, how can we be critical as two people who slacked in the midterm and just crammed at the finals to get a passing <laughs> grade? So it's very relatable, Steve. Tip of the cap. <laughs> oh, I brought on – two people at once. That's an accident. Steph better try to c- call back in, but Sultan, what's up,
4: man? Oh, uh, what's up, guys? I saw a little, a little bit of a thought experiment, I guess, um, instead of a question, but we talked about Steph missing a lot of threes today. Do you think there's something to be said about uh, points per possession when miss threes because usually he has, like, two people coming at him, and I saw he had four off offensive rebounds off of his threes today, so I mean, he might have, like, a better uh, points per possession than a loony range or, like, a uh, or a JTA three.
1: That's an Oz thought experiment right there, Sam. I don't even know where to go with that one. Uh, that's, <laughs> I'm, was that just Oz calling in under Sultan? Is that what that was? Just gotta spread the brand around. No, um, I, that's that's similar to the Kobe thing where with, with, with people used to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like. I mean, I'm gonna default to my perspective, which is like, there's just there's no amount of shots that's like gonna be a mistake with Steph, right? Yeah. Like you can go about it in any direction. So oh. There, There is one there is one thing to note near the end of the game there. Uh, Jordan pulled a couple of times where he shot the ball and actually looked to get the rebound. Looney, same thing. So these guys are, I think, they're not used to Steph shooting this much. But now that they are, they're kind of, uh, a lot of guys just spend time, especially the defense, just watching Steph go and watching him shoot. There are rebounds to be had. And I think that's where another Kobe comp, where, where people used to kind of make fun of the, oh, if Kobe's going to shoot every shot, you can get a rebound and get a bucket if you can get the o reb. So I think this is that. Uh, Maybe this is part of it, but I don't have an answer for the, for the math side. <laughs> we'll keep it, moving. Yeah, we'll keep moving. All right, apologies for kicking off earl- earlier, Steph, better. It was good, guys. Um, I was just wondering, we saw Steve Kerr go eight deep again. It seems to be like the, the theme these last few games. How do we feel about Michael Mulder getting playoff, mi- playoff minutes this year? Um, I mean, <laughs> they need a shooter. By the way, fair question. Thanks for calling in. The double unmute, me and Sam just sitting there. Yeah, I I don't even – I mean, do they have another option? Until Damian Lee comes back and um, we have no reason to think he will be back in the first round based off – just based off the way they're talking about it. Um, Sucks for him. I hope he gets healthy um, and gets over the complications with COVID. But based off of that, like, they don't have another option. They just don't. Someone – they need a shooter off the bench. They need someone to eat some minutes and he can do it. Well, yeah, I'm with you. Maybe play Jordan Poole thirty five minutes a game, but it looks like he might not be able to hold up with how uh, how small he is on the ankle. By the way, watching it was pretty funny at the end with Jordan Poole uh, high five and Steph. You could see Jordan Poole two inches taller than Steph, so that's a a tall guy. Maybe maybe he can. uh, Nah, he's not gonna be able to play shooting guard. But uh, but I think that was he's like in between. He's like in between uh, great size for a point guard to like just a little too small for an ideal shooting guard yeah but maybe uh, if we get maybe just more minutes maybe if what's they on? do play portland we can really size them up next to cj to see how much of confidence Stephen Steph poor and, and damon cj really is perfect i guess the difference as it always is, is one team has to one green, the other does not agreed all right i'm going to bring oh adam trying again adam what's up man
8: how you doing sam
1: i'm good how are you man
8: I'm good. How you doing, Andy? Yes,
1: sir. What you got for us?
8: I said it in the chat, but I just, I'm just, I just want to speak about Andrew Wiggins. He, when he's aggressive, when he's attacking the hole, he's not afraid of contact. He like saying, like, he'll never be worth his money. But if he plays like that every game, there was even, a, 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 I think it was in the second quarter. He came down, he swatted someone, he ran to the wing, he hit a three, and it's like. When you see someone play like that, it's just—it's so enjoyable to watch. And today's game, I was a bit nervous when Memphis made that run in the fourth quarter. But seeing Poole, seeing Wiggins, seeing Draymond attack the cup when the Warriors were cold, and then obviously seeing the the grand finale and Steph just closing out the game—it's—it's it's exciting. And I—I I, I think I think the Warriors have have a shot at beating the Lakers. It's one game. I'm not sure if they do it, but I think they have more of a chance than people are going to give them credit for. Go, Warriors. Go, baby. Great call. What's the clapping,
1: him. too? Woo. Love I love it. energy. All right. We got a couple more and then we're done for the day. Niv. What's up, man? Hey, can you guys hear there me? We, we can hear you. What you got awesome. for
4: us? First of all, great win today. I think uh, the team is on a, the highest you know, highest of highs right now. I think one of the biggest uh, changes they made uh, to counterbalance the non-Steph and non-Dre minutes was put JTA in there. He's really been running the offense for the first few minutes. And then uh, Coach Kerr has been bringing uh, Dre back in a little bit early in the second quarter. Um, and and they've been winning those minutes recently. Uh, and that's been great for them. And I think for the for the first round, if I had a choice... I prefer Utah. A lot of people say Phoenix, but with Utah, you can run Gobert off the floor with Steph. And Utah has uh, less uh, good, you know, wing defenders than Phoenix. Phoenix has uh, Cam Johnson. They got a lot of other guys that can defend and are lengthy, but Utah just doesn't have that. I was wondering what you guys think of that. I've, You know what? So,
1: Utah or Phoenix— Andy, uh, I, I've I've been thinking more and more about it. I I kind of feel like, despite the fact that Chris Paul's oh, playoff seasons, oh you're no one else on that team has been there. Oh. I, you know, I think honestly, Gobert is probably a better playoff player than Aiton at this point. Yes, yes. I think Without they both job. are going to have issues. Yes. Um, Bridges is a hell of a wing defender, but so is Royce O'Neal. Um, they just don't shoot. He's right. They don't shoot as many threes. like you. Utah is just going to be a pain because you know they're going to get up 10 more threes than the Warriors every game in that sense. Whereas, like, Phoenix, it might be a little more of a, like, like, kind of like a rock fight like it was when they played on Tuesday. But, like, I'm not sure they're going to blow the Warriors out too often. I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you, Sam, except for one thing. I just – I don't know how we feel about Mitchell and Conley. So, usually the hypothetical is, of course. But we really don't – we truly don't know. So I guess I'm just going to lean Utah because if Mitchell's not playing, Warriors should damn near be favored in that series because Mitchell's the, he's the, he's like the Devin Booker, right? He's the guy that can get his own shot on that team repeatedly. Um, and nobody else can, in my opinion, on, on that Utah team consistently in a seven game series. So I'll lean Utah just because of the injuries. I, I think you're right though. I think Phoenix is not as tough as, uh, as their seating indicates that they are. And, and, and the media is pushing CP3 as MP uh, as MVP, which is preposterous. Um, yeah. Hey, it's like no one... Uh, oh, man. We yeah, don't even yeah. get into CP3 stuff yeah. right now, but it's like really good player, but he's not that. Man. He's never been. You know? he's, never been. Yeah. he's not stuff. No. No. Steven, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. Uh, I joined in late, so I don't really know what you guys covered, but I just want to give huge to Draymond. Uh, I know he's frustrating as hell during the regular season, but no more throwing him into these hypothetical trades, not to dump his salary. He's performed when it matters. As soon as he had eight points in the first quarter, um, to quote a great guy, start the buses. Uh, it was over at that point. Uh, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Go, go, Doug. <laughs> are- Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't stop laughing because uh, Fitz, when the Warriors went down earlier today, we didn't hear Fitz uh, talk about uh, starting the team bus. What happened? You must have read. You must have read Twitter. You must have read the comments. He was pretty calm today. Fitz was. So, yeah, no, I. Fitz, what a legend! Um, Fitz, Fitz, SPN, one of your finest works, by the way. I, I went out of my way to find a, a link to the to the Fitz uh, stream instead of watching on ESPN. So shout out, shout out to you. Shout out to Fitz. Nice. All right, last caller of the day, Rowan. Rowan, what's up, man?
8: Yo, guys. Um, I was just wondering, uh, with Draymond uh, playing small ball at the five, are there any matchup problems like AD playing at the five Um, that could screw the Warriors going forward? I know, I mean, I think he's probably okay against, like, Gobert, even uh, people on the Blazers. But do you guys see any other matchup problems with Aiden or anyone else if Draymond plays the five?
1: I mean, great question. Great question to close the show with, by the way. Um, yeah. Andy? I mean, there's two other teams I would say that, that probably match up problem, and they're not in the West. Katie and Giannis, right? We saw what Katie at the five can do, um, and then Giannis at five. I actually That's don't it. know that Giannis yeah. is as big of a matchup issue um, but, I mean, because, because he can seal like him better. on the other end. Well, they are uh, better. Yeah, 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 well, I, yeah but. I think so the thing with we're talking, West. The, West. The, we're talking Yeah, the West. thing I, I with Draymond it. at the 5 is who can switch from guarding him onto Steph cuz that's really what it comes down to. Mm, and yes. yes, you you name the list right there. No, no. AD I, can I, do I agree it. With you. Yeah. AD can do it. Um maybe the Clippers if they want to go super small with like Kawhi on on Draymond and stuff like that like he could they can do it. Um Giannis on that side of the ball is probably, you know, he's probably as good as you can hope for it doing it also, and maybe KD also. Uh, Anyone with like a more traditional big, like if Steph misses, he misses. They're not doing anything. You know, guys like AD and Giannis actually move like wings and could theoretically guard Steph up towards half court without like fear of being blown by. Bam, So another guy. You're right. You make a great point. Bam, another guy maybe. They're on the East though. Isn't that kind of weird? But I guess you name the two LA teams.
4: And that's really teams, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, they just have more talent. Like yeah. we, we've said it all year. You know, if clay was healthy, maybe it's a different story, but clay is not healthy. So it just kind of is what it is. Um, you're hoping the Warriors Jordan make some Cole, noise maybe? in the playoffs. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. You get Clay back next year and re, uh, you know reshuffle around the margins. I still think they're going to be tough for anyone, though. Yep, I think that's that's the best way to put it. I think with the way that Steph is playing, they're as tough as they are for anybody. We'll be back tomorrow with the podcast. Probably previewing the playing game, and uh, we'll see you guys after the la- uh, after, la- after the seven eight playing game. Let's yeah, see. we'll we'll see. You know, <laughs> we'll seventy percent chance Lakers, thirty percent place. We'll see. Let's go.